0: Welcome to Friday on the Pure Opelka podcast. Michael Pelka here. It's been a crazy week, hasn't it? We've gone from Senator Robert Menendez and the gold bars and the indictment and the denials and the refusal to leave the Senate to Friday. And it looks like we're headed to. And welcome to Friday on the Pure Opelka podcast. Michael Pelka here. It's been a crazy week, hasn't it? We've gone from Senator Robert Menendez and the gold bars and the indictment and the denials and the refusal to leave the Senate to Friday, and it looks like we're headed to a government shutdown and Senator Dianne Feinstein at 90 passes away. And they told us she voted yesterday, seriously. I wonder how true that is. Now, I'm sorry for the Feinstein family and the loss of their matriarch, but this lady did not belong in the U.S. Senate and should not have been there for a long time now. But may she rest in peace. May her family find comfort. And I can't wait to watch the Democrats fight over that seat and all of the crazy rumors that have arisen. But we've got crazy rumors from the whole week. As I said, we started with Menendez. We ended up with the riots in Philly for a couple of nights, and God knows what's going to happen over the weekend. But I will be doing radio live Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT from 8 to 10 p.m. So you need to join me because Dr. Michael Roizen will be hanging out with us. I've got to ask him questions about everything in the health world, including the story of the guy who's worth a couple hundred million dollars, and uh, he's trying to live forever. And is that even possible to achieve? He's got some weird habits. Plus, he takes 111 pills before noon every day. Vitamins and stuff, he's not taking drugs or anything. But uh, we'll get to Dr. Royston tomorrow night. We'll get to in-depth coverage of what's happened between sundown today, Friday, and 8 o'clock tomorrow. Because I'm sure there's going to be another attempt to try and keep the government open. The Democrats are not being helpful. The Republicans are fighting internally. Uh, There's a whole group that wants fiscal sanity, wants to stop spending in Ukraine, wants to stop spending some of the worthless, reckless spending here as well. And I, uh, I think they'll get it done over the weekend. So no one will miss a paycheck and the Democrats can calm down. And maybe we'll talk a little bit more about the the inquiry into the impeachment of Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. We had, of course, the first hearing that happened on Thursday, and the Democrats lost their ever-loving minds. They were freaking out over the fact that There's finally a real investigation into what Joe Biden and the Biden crime family did. You don't believe me? They lost their minds. Here's a montage. Fox played this of the Democrats accusing and the Republicans fighting back. It's a back and forth that happened all day. But remember, this was the first hearing. The Republicans are doing this methodically. The Republicans had a smoking gun or even a dripping water pistol. They would be presenting it today, but they've got nothing on Joe Biden. If we had a box of all the foreign money the Bidens took, it would have reached to the ceiling. This is not a serious inquiry. This is not a serious hearing. Hunter Biden referred to
1: access to his father as the keys to his family's only asset. Those words are going to come back and haunt Hunter Biden.
0: The only thing the president can be guilty of here is being a father. This image shows an email between Hunter Biden and his business associates stating the setup of equity in a Chinese-owned energy venture. Who else was getting a cut? According to this email, 10% was going to the big guy. This is an embarrassment. Yes, AOC, you are. <laughs> AOC was just nuts. It was crazy. But it was a, a long and interesting hearing. And the most interesting thing about it is the mainstream media didn't want to cover it. Fox covered it. I watched it on C-SPAN, which, you know, wall-to-wall coverage without any breaks, etc. But MSNBC, NBC News, CNN, the Washington Post, New York Times, they didn't want to cover it. Covered. Remember the most the most insidious power of the media is the power to avoid or ignore something. And that's what was done with this hearing by the GOP. They ignored it. They avoided it. They acted like it didn't exist. Hmm. And now James Comer is subpoenaing Hunter and James Biden's bank account. So we'll see what happens there. Meanwhile, Joe was in Arizona uh, announcing the uh, initiative to build a library honoring John McCain, which is a nice thing to do. And there's probably a ton of money available to do it among McCain supporters. And the McCain family certainly powerful enough to get that done. But Joe Biden wants to take your tax dollars, COVID money that was sent to Arizona to do that. So I'm sorry, that's wrong, sir. And you heard the news by now, the debate numbers were low and I bailed out of it an hour into it because it was terrible, 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 terrible. The border continues to be a mess and a problem and a huge drain on resources not only along the border but in big cities around the country and it may have taken elon musk going there and showing what's going on in order to finally get some clarity or at least coverage of the border talk about the power of the media to avoid a story the mainstream media has avoided it for a long long time and let's hope we get something done Uh, In terms of uh, 2024, I'm still betting Joe Biden will not be the candidate, and there's a good chance Donald Trump will not be the candidate. So who is it going to be? Well, Robert Kennedy reportedly going to announce a third-party run, which wouldn't that be interesting? And there are rumors that Glenn Youngkin, the very successful Virginia first-term governor, may be pulled into the race. We will see. We will see. I'm um, kind of disturbed to report that I agree with John Fetterman on something. I know. I know that's it's got to make everybody nervous, but yeah, John Fetterman, who uh, has to wear a suit again. Thankfully, the rules in the Senate have been returned to the sanity area and Fetterman has to wear grown up clothes. But he said something in a Senate committee meeting this week, and I thought, Oh, my God, I I agree with John Fetterman. I actually agree with John Fetterman. On what? On China. Here's what he said about China and farmland. Let me say, I hope many of our colleagues agree. The Chinese government and other U.S. adversaries should own zero, zero agricultural land in our country. I believe that. I mean, they're taking back our pandas. You know, we should take back all of their their farmland. Well, we should take back the farmland. But to be honest and direct and factual, the pandas were on a a loan from China. China gave us those pandas to put on display and drive up traffic at zoos, etc. But they were never to be a gift permanently kept in America. That's one of their most valuable assets, the panda. But he's right about the farmland. And we'll talk to Gordon Chang about that in just a little bit. Uh, It's just our foreign policy is so messed up because our Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, is not focused on being the Secretary of State. No, he's focused on his music career, it seems. He's he's shredding and playing the blues. Yeah, a hoochie-coochie man. Yeah, I saw that on The Five and I had to laugh. He's a talented guy musically. I wish he would spend a little more time with his duties as Secretary of State. Well, he did have the reveal of Hillary's portrait. Yeah, that was a scary thing, wasn't it? Don't count Hillary out either. She still thinks she has a chance to get back in and run as a candidate, especially if Donald Trump is the candidate. She wants to beat him so badly. I know. I know, I know, I know. All right, uh, I want to get uh, Gordon Chang in here. China is a very, very important topic. And so we get the best guy in the business to talk about it. Gordon Chang joins us next on the Pure Opelka podcast. My friend Gordon Chang is joining us on the phone right now. Gordon is, I I think, the best brain out there when it comes to situations in uh, in the Asian region of the world, especially dealing with China, North Korea, Japan, South Korea, everything that goes on in that region. Gordon knows what's going on, and he's joining us right now. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm
1: fine, Mike, and thank you so much.
0: Well, I'm glad you're here, especially as... Details have been unfolding in in less than 24 hours about the Hunter Biden situation, especially with this wire transfer that was revealed from 2019 while Joe was running for president, trying to get the nomination at that point. Uh, These latest revelations about this money coming from China to the Biden home in Delaware. Uh, Gordon, do you see this as real evidence or credible evidence that there is a link between Joe and the Chinese government?
1: Well, certainly I do. And we're going to learn more and more as those um, details come out. You know, Mike, money always leaves a trail. And that's what we're going to learn. But the other thing we've got to be even more concerned about is that blackmail often does not leave that trail. And we have to be concerned that the Chinese Ministry of State Security has recordings of Hunter Biden You know, video of him on Chinese soil, and we have to be concerned that uh, Hunter Biden, when he was on Chinese soil, engaged in compromising acts that the Ministry of State Security will have evidence of. And those can be used as blackmail against the president of the United States, and we may never know that. So I'm concerned about what uh, the Chinese have on Hunter that is being used against Joe, the father.
0: Hmm. Yeah, because that's during the time when Hunter was likely still uh, fighting the drugs and the addiction he had. That's a that's a very important point. Um, I, I played the clip of John Fetterman today in the Senate, and that clip actually came out after we had booked you for the show today. Are Democrats finally waking up to China and the purchases of land that they're making around the country, especially farmland?
1: I think everybody is, because the evidence has become compelling. You know, the Chinese have been engaged in um, criminal acts on their land. So, for instance, in Oklahoma, um, there has been illegal marijuana cultivation. But there's also been credible allegations that Chinese parties have used their land to base human trafficking operations. And then, of course, we have all those suspicions about Chinese purchases very close to sensitive military facilities, such as at Grand Forks in North Dakota, um, perhaps at Travis in California, and Laughlin Air Force Base in Texas. So um, there is uh, many things that we have to run down.
0: Well, uh, and I, I hope this awakening is is not just, uh, just starting. I hope it happens and, and quickly takes action. But how hard is it going to be to, say, take away property, from uh, foreign owners like China?
1: Well, if uh, the owner has been committing crimes on that property, then uh, the application of forfeiture statutes, we can just take the property without compensation. Now, if the owner has been innocent, then, yeah, we have to pay compensation. Uh, That's a constitutional obligation. But we should get the Chinese off of our land. And for a very simple reason, Mike, and that is no American may own land in China. So the question is, why should we allow Chinese parties to own land in our country? It's just a very simple matter of reciprocity. It has nothing to do with anything else. If we can't do it, they should not be able to do it either.
0: We're talking with Gordon Chang, Gordon G. Chang on Twitter or X, whatever you're calling it. You should be following him. You've seen him everywhere talking about uh, issues that relate to the U.S. and the world or the part of the world we call Asia, all the various countries there. Uh, Gordon, there's been a lot of discussion lately about shakeups in the upper tier of uh, the government in China that Xi Jinping may be disappearing some of the high-ranking officials. What's going on?
1: Uh, First of all, in the Chinese military, there have been a lot of purges, uh, and most of the purges, from what we can tell, are in the rocket force, which is the branch of the Chinese military that controls almost all of China's nuclear weapons. Now, we don't know whether this is Xi Jinping disappearing people or whether Xi Jinping's enemies are disappearing Xi Jinping's allies. Uh, That has yet to be determined, but... You know, you when you have instability with the people who control um, the world's most destructive arsenal, then, yeah, we've got to be concerned.
0: Well, I hope we are. Um, the, the last couple of months of the summer, it seemed like uh, our friends in Taiwan were at serious risk of a Chinese takeover. Has that threat slowed down or diminished at all?
1: Uh, China has stepped up the tempo of activities around Taiwan as hard as that may seem. Um, But I'm much more concerned about what the Chinese are doing in the South China Sea right now um, at Second Thomas Shoal and Scarborough Shoal of the Philippines because Beijing is engaged in activities that could very well lead to war. Um, We've seen small-scale skirmishing there, which could obviously escalate. So um, it could be Taiwan, it could be Japan, it could be the Philippines, God knows where it might be. It might even be us, but China's dangerous intercepts in the global commons, but China is um, looking for a fight.
0: And is, is that search for a fight because China's economy is teetering and the best way to bolster a leader who is under fire from his own people is to start a war?
1: I think that that is one of the things that we have to be concerned about. You know, Xi Jinping, he doesn't need any more incentives to be reckless, but for what you mentioned, China is facing simultaneous crises. Xi Jinping does not have an answer to that. Matter of fact, what Xi Jinping is doing is aggravating the situation. And so he could very well believe that these, his only way out is to attack a neighbor. Now, I hope to God he doesn't think that way, but um, he doesn't, as I said, He's dangerous on his own, even without uh, another incentive to go out and invade somebody.
0: And lastly, Gordon Chang, uh, you have talked um, endlessly about uh, China as as a threat to America, and you kind of hinted that maybe there could be um, activity on American soil. Are there a number, a significant number of Chinese agents in this country, in your opinion?
1: Well, there certainly are. Uh, There's the four remaining consulates that enormous embassy on Connecticut Avenue in Washington, D.C., the nine remaining police stations. There's probably more than one secret Chinese lab in the U.S., the one that they found at Fresno. There's probably more of those. Um, The list goes on and on. But also with those Chinese migrants coming across our southern border, um, some of those people um, look like they're saboteurs. They are males uh, in packs of 5 to 15, of military age, unattached to family groups who pretend not to speak English, and U.S. Border Patrol knows that some of them have links to the Chinese military, and we're not tracking them. So uh, it looks like that the first day of a war in Asia is going to be fought on American soil, the first time since the War of 1812 that we Americans have had a sustained battle on our, in our own homeland.
0: I hope you're wrong about that, but I am very concerned because I've seen photos of the groups of Asians of specifically Chinese uh, men of what you might call military age coming across that southern border uh, alone without spouses or children. Always an education when I get time to speak with Gordon Chang, and I encourage all of you to follow Gordon on social media, especially on Twitter, X gordon G. Chang. Gordon, thank you, my friend, and my best to your bride, Lydia.
1: Thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate it.